Welcome in, everybody. 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com. It's time for the Broncos Blitz for Friday, October the 21st, 2016. Our last show of the week, Ryan uh, Green. Can I drink a beer while doing it? Sure, you can drink a beer. Can we, we get that noise you, Yeah, you have to know, folks. Is. First of all, we are not in the parking lot of the UC Health Training Center. We are actually in the bowels of the Pepsi Center. As uh, Ryan and I are working at uh, the Denver uh, Denver Nuggets preseason finale. Hey, it's cooler uh, than my truck right now. So. Yeah, preseason finale against the Dallas Mavericks. So we, you'll hear some background noise. You'll hear people going in and out. That's perfectly fine. Folks are working like we're working. We're working. We're hustling. They're working. Everybody's working. We're hustling for the weekend. Let's talk some Denver Bronco football, Ryan. Green. Okay. Uh, Broncos today had kind of. I feel like it was kind of a, va- a relaxed, light day at Dove Valley. For, right. Like, like, not to say that they were relaxed, but press conferences were all short. Part of that, you know, there weren't as many people asking questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but other pieces of that are just the mood was light today. In, in a good way, in a right. focused, determined way. Yes. Like, we, we're done talking, we're focused in right. on, because, on beating the Texans. Because at the same time, uh, press conferences started 20 minutes later than they than they were scheduled to. Yeah, and um, then they somehow got done 20 minutes early. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, a weird, it was a weird day. It was, it, a weird, it was a weird day. It's been a weird week since, you know, the Thursday to Monday thing that we always keep talking about. Yeah. But, uh, but no, you could tell they're like, all right, we're really close. It's the weekend before the game. Now it's it's business time. Let's focus in. And you, like you said, it, it wasn't just like they were distracted with other things. They were just so focused on the game and preparation that they weren't really paying attention to other things. Yeah. So here's my fundamental thinking here. Uh, the question I think for us to answer here in the bowels of the Pepsi Center, <laughs> as I try and get my mind focused again after looking at the food and the, oh, and the yeah. drinks it's, and all the good stuff here in the good. press lounge. Yeah. The, the title of the piece, I think, that I'm going to write, my game preview piece, it'll go up either tonight or tomorrow, depending on how, how things go. How will the Denver Broncos beat the Houston Texans? Why the Denver Broncos will beat the Houston Texans will be the title of the piece. Because I really do believe that the Denver Broncos are set up very nicely for this game mm-hmm. to get a win, to stop the two-game skid, and to go ahead and bounce back against uh, Brock Osweiler. Right. So are you asking me how they will? Yeah, I'm just I'm asking for your comment. I'm leaving space open. The Broncos will beat the Texans using field position. Okay. Uh, that is going to be because of Brock Osweiler interceptions. That's going to be because of punts. And that is how a struggling offense can be helped out. It can, if they're starting drives from the 40 instead of inside their own 20, that's a big help. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I, I say field position. I think that the defense is just going to show people like, hey, we've had you know two two off games, but this don't don't forget who we are. Yeah, and, that, and that's the type of game I expect. And if there's going to be a quarterback that they're going to be able to get that against, <laughs> it's Brock Osweiler. Yeah. Let's just talk about Brock for a minute. Okay. I am. I I, I often find myself being offended <laughs> watching Brock Osweiler play quarterback. Because he is so universally bad at everything that I consider make, to make a good quarterback. Uh-huh. He doesn't have any awareness of what's going on in the pocket. Right. He doesn't have any clock in his head. So uh-huh. he holds on to the football way, way 
way too long. Mm. He does everything fundamentally wrong at that position. His arm slot is bad. Yeah. He throws essentially sideways. Mm -hmm. So every throw that he has is... It takes totally away any advantage that his height gives him, which should be a built-in advantage. He should, right. if, he's, if he had an over-the-top throwing motion, he would be considerably better than he is. But he's not. And Oh, yeah, he can't read defenses, so he throws a lot of interceptions. I do not like Brock Osweiler as a quarterback. Uh, I'm not a fan whatsoever. Yeah, it's. I can see what Elway probably saw in him when they drafted him. Obviously, he was a project coming out, much like Paxton Lynch is right now. Um, but you're right. It, it seems like even back when he was drafted, it was like, yeah, he kind of throws it sideways, kind of pushes the ball, doesn't really sling it. And you're right. He cannot get rid of the ball under three seconds. Like It, it just seems like he has to wait and wait and wait and wait. And so this isn't the defense you can really wait in the pocket, you know, and, and I think he's going to learn quick. And we do, again, thank you for bearing with us through the background noise. We're, <laughs> we're, we're working two beats today, so we're yeah. kind of running around all over the place. Uh, but, no, absolutely, Brock Osweiler, I was not a fan of Brock while he was here. I was always on the Peyton Manning train, <laughs> even though it was fun certainly watching uh, watching that New England game. It was fun, the comeback. And he has, strangely, a little bit of a clutch gene. In him? I mean, credit where credit was due. I don't think we win the Super Bowl without him. You know, yeah. he he went five and two. He led the drive against the Patriots, against the Bengals in need to win games, must win games to even stay within. You know, or for the first seed to get home field advantage. Um, so I'll give him credit. What he did, and like we saw last week against the Colts, all of a sudden it's just like, oh, now that, that he just did that. So. Um, that's great. I just don't think he's going to have that opportunity this week. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, it's probably not going to be a great night for him. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens and how things wind up. But I really do believe that Brock is, is fitting for a beat yeah. in this ballgame. We'll find out, though. The, the key matchups for me in this game, and we talked about them in our video preview, which you can find on YouTube on 5280sportsnetwork.com's. YouTube channel also posted to Mile High Sports. It'll be posted to uh, 5280sportsnetwork.com probably tomorrow. I think that's how that works. Okay. I don't know how the archives work. It's <laughs> above my pay grade. Uh, but it'll be posted there in the next couple days. The thing for me, Ryan, always has been without J.J. Watt, what is that Texans defense look like? Right. I think it's a good defense, not a great defense. I finished my tape study this morning. Mm -hmm. The guy that stuck out on tape over and over again to me was not Jadavion Clowney, the former first overall pick, although he's come along in a big, bad yeah, way. I'm sure he did he is stand a, out at points. Oh, yeah, he yeah. is a freaky athlete. Mm -hmm. The the guy who stood out to me was Whitney Merciless, and we talked about mm -hmm. this on the video preview. Yeah. He has really good hands, really dynamic and he's going to be playing up against left tackle to be determined. Right. Essentially. Yeah. It's you're right. It it, it would be kind of like if Von Miller got hurt in Denver. He he he's the best player on the defense, but that defense isn't all of a sudden terrible without him. And you're right. Whitney Merciless is one of those guys where it's like, well, don't be thankful that it's not J.J. Watt because he can still bring it. And when you have Okung, who maybe, if he's healthy, he may not necessarily be at full strength, full awareness, full capability. 
And if it's his backup, and we were talking to, you know, in Rico's press conference, he wouldn't even tell us who the backup left tackle was. So. Yeah, Rico was kind of everybody was a little bit short today. Yeah, and I mean, you expect that from a team that's lost two games in a row and have had to oh. wait 11 wait days to, to, you know, rinse that Wait a minute, taste no negative mouth. spin on this oh, podcast, Oh, Ryan. I mean, to... Uh, uh, <laughs> I can't even think of the words, it's, but it's, you know, it's, yeah. it is what it no, is. No, look, the, the reality of the situation for the Broncos is that they are in a tough spot, and they've got to find a way to work themselves out of it right. against a pretty good football team in the Texans. Are they a great team? I don't think so. No. I think the Broncos are a better team. I think they're going to prove they're a better team on, uh, on Monday night. By the way, do you like the new Monday night announcing crew? Um, I don't know. I, I liked Gruden. I think he just worked well with Tariko better, but mainly because they, they had a, a relationship. They had, yeah. they've, they've had years under their belt. I, I don't necessarily not like the new – I can't remember his Sean name. Sean McDonough. Sean McDonough, that's correct. Uh, yeah, I think he's done a, a good job. He hasn't been the, – the thing when it comes to, to announcers for me is – are they getting in the way of the game? And that's why I think everyone likes Vince Scully. When the game just goes, he lets it happen. He doesn't talk, he just goes. Hello and a very pleasant evening to you, wherever exactly. you may be. Exactly. Uh, no, I, I, I just I always get the impression in all the Monday night games I've watched this year that Gruden really wants to shove McDonough in a locker. <laughs> like, just really bad. Does not like him. Just annoyed by yeah, him. That's I'm, I'm, I can see that. Yeah, now that you say it, I could definitely see that. But that's Gruden, too. So, for uh, for me, I think that the Broncos should get a win in this ballgame. They've got, I think, better talent at just about every position. Yep. I think including quarterback. Now, Arnie Stapleton of the AP, during the locker room today, he and I were talking, and he said something to me that's really interesting. And I want to pose it to you. Okay. If Brock had come into training camp with the Broncos this year Mm -hmm. and all things had been equal between he and Trevor Simeon, of course they wouldn't have been because of the $16 million contract he would have signed or the million. But had they come in totally equal, as equal on equal footing, Arnie believes that Trevor would have beaten out Brock for the starting job. I agree with him. And I'm not a great Trevor Simeon fan either. Okay, so are, are you saying like discounting last year? Because I, I no, including last year. But had like had had he not had to sign a new contract, had Peyton okay. just been taken out of the equation, and those two guys come in totally on equal footing. Okay, so if it was an open quarterback competition like it was when they brought in Sanchez and they said Simeon was in the running and they said Paxton had a chance, I yeah, can in an see open and a totally open, a totally open. I can definitely see Trevor possibly getting the nod because he gets rid of the ball. Trevor has been fantastic at that. He doesn't necessarily hold on to the ball too long. He kind of did against San Diego, and he does get there sometimes. But most of the time, it's one, two, three, out. And that's that's exactly what this system is for. But if you're really looking at it, I think the feeling within the organization, within the with with the fans, really, and possibly with the team is, all right, Brock's been waiting. Here you go. This is his chance. It's his team now. Peyton's gone. He, he did you know great last year he went five and two or four and two I guess four and a half and two um and I think he would have gotten every opportunity to I think he would have started the season and he really would have had to play poorly for Trevor Simeon to take that job I think you're probably right I mean it's a really interesting question about where the Broncos could have been with Brock I think ultimately they will look back on their decision like John Elway said sometimes the best deals are the ones you don't sign yeah but again I am not a fan of Brock Osborne. Right. 
my Twitter timeline at Jake D. Marson on Monday night will be a Brock hate storm. Up and I mean, it's one thing to have a weird arm angle. It's one to because he has that weird sideways sling motion that he has. Yeah, which throws which. I won't get. I, no, let, let's do dive into this. Let's do dive into this because he is such a fundamentally flawed quarterback that okay. to me, watching him play is physically frustrating. It makes me <laughs> physically ill at times. Does he have? Does he have occasionally moments where he will show off a pretty good arm? Uh-huh. Like he's got a, a big arm. Right. Yeah, and he does. And occasionally he'll make a throw here, he'll make a throw there that fits in a nice window. Mm-hmm. But, folks, let me tell you, let me tell you, Ryan, every once in a while a blind squirrel can find a nut. Oh, yeah. Brock Osweiler is a blind squirrel, a six foot eight blind squirrel with a sideways arm slot and no pocket presence. All right, I had I to do that. Thank you. I feel so oh, much better. Yeah, yeah. Take a deep breath and I'll talk. Yeah. I have seen and I've watched the Texans play because – Unlike you, I was a Brock Osweiler fan. I saw him coming out of Arizona State, and after they signed Peyton Manning, I thought, well, if you're looking for a project quarterback and you like a big arm, this is the guy. And He does have a big arm. He does. But watching the Texans and some games last year for the Broncos, there were more throws where I went, ugh, than when I was like, whoa, that was a good throw. Uh, it's, you know uh, – I think it was uh, last week, especially in the first half with the Colts, it just seemed like he was throwing to receivers and he didn't even care if they were open. Yeah. It was like, oh, I know there's a guy covering you. I can see him. It's not like the guy flashed in front of him. He was just on the receiver, and he's like, well, I'm just going to throw it in there anyways. And yeah. and I think he has an overconfidence in his arm, and that's what gets him in trouble. And that's why I think he holds on to it so long because he's like, oh, I can, I'll make the throw. I'll make it. Just get open, and it's going to happen. And I just don't think he can anymore. I think you're probably right. Look, Brock is a good – everything based on guys who covered him last season and who I talked to, they say he's a good kid. I didn't love his press conference. We played some sound from that. Uh, I thought it was a little disingenuous. But, I, look, he's all right. He's an all right kid. Yeah. And he's a good – he's got a good arm, and he's made more money in the last week than I will make the next five years. Um but he has some fundamental flaws that really frustrate me that I think the Broncos' defense, in fact, I know the Broncos' defense is going to be able to take advantage of. Right. He hasn't done anything for me. I, I have no problem with people going to get money. That's fine. So and I, that he, was the attitude in the yeah, locker room all and he So he hasn't really done anything to make me hate him or dislike him as a person. Um, but, yeah, this defense is ready. Brandon Marshall, uh, you could tell, was kind of, even though he said he was going to kill him, it, it, it was... It, it seemed like he just didn't have another phrase to say. He just said it. But he was like, he holds on to the ball, and I think it's going to be a big day for us. I think they, yeah. I think, I think the Broncos know, especially just going into what they probably see from other quarterbacks, they think, yeah, his play style is going to play to our advantage. Yeah, in context, that, that want to kill him quote was not nearly as, uh, as biting as it was in a headline, for sure. Right. Because he was actually saying, look, it's, uh, it's just another quarterback, it's just another guy, that, and it's competition, and we want to go get him. <laughs> now, the one guy who has not necessarily done that all week has been Chris Harris Jr. Oh, man. Chris, is, Chris just can't help himself from being honest. <laughs> he he said, oh, he's yeah. like, no, we want no, to go get him. No, yeah. he hurt us. Yeah. He hurt us. Uh-huh. We know what he did. We know what he did. And 
Yeah, he's, he, he, for, he and Chris said he forces throws, and we'll probably get some picks. And yeah, we're going to get a lot off. of interceptions. Yeah, exactly. We're going to get a lot of interceptions. Fact. And he wasn't, it, it wasn't like he was tongue-in-cheek. He said, we're going to get a lot of interceptions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was, he, he was confident about most it. Most casual thing in the world. Hey, we will find out if the Denver Broncos, that no-fly zone, can rebound. We've talked all about them not being able to. Mm-hmm. It's been so long between these two games, Ryan. We've right. hit all these topics. I know. It's, we, we will find out what the longest period that a Denver Bronco team has ever gone between two games without playing a bye. The it's longest. The off season. Yeah, well, thanks. <laughs> yeah, and, or being the offseason. <laughs> the longest period between the two games that a team in the NFL right. can possibly go. I think that is. No, it is. Monday to Thursday? Yeah. Or Thursday to Monday? Yeah, and it probably happened with teams like, I'm sure it happened, like teams that played Thanksgiving before and then played a Monday night game later. Uh, would Monday, no, no, that'd be the opposite. Monday to Thursday would be the shortest possible. Right, yes, yeah. Can you imagine the NFL scheduling a Monday to Thursday? I think that's it's gonna happen. unfair. It's going to happen. Think, but didn't, no, 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 the Broncos had a Sunday night to Thursday. Didn't they play yeah, the Niners yeah, Sunday they night? Did. And then, yeah. yeah, they did one year. But that, that's kind of like, nah. well, <laughs> I don't it's know. It's just a few hours, I guess. You're right. Yeah, I guess it's, it's, it's a few hour hours. difference. Well, and hey. Plus, they're wearing the uh, Super Bowl uniforms. That's true. They're wearing, to honor those Ring of Famers, Simon Fletcher, Jason Elam, John Lynch, they're wearing Pat Boland design uniforms. So, We'll find out, Ryan. We will find out exactly what uh, what the Broncos have in store for the Houston Texans and Brock Osweiler. Thank you for bearing with us as we are here in the press lounge of the Pepsi Center. Watch uh, tonight. Oh, wait, you can't watch tonight because it's not on television. Uh, the Nuggets can you pre- stream it? I'm sure there's probably an illegal link somewhere that people can find. I streamed it on Oklahoma City. Uh, website, what, what was it, Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, it's kind of funny because in the building they will have, like, TV broadcasts. Yeah, yeah. with cameras here. With a, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are cameras here, yeah. and the and the team owns the channel that the games are broadcast on. But anyway. Um, Jake will periscope it from the press box. Yeah, here. that won't get me You'll in any little. trouble <laughs> at all. Uh, hey, but, but uh, for now, oh, yeah, we, did, we didn't actually pick the game. Ryan, give me a score. Pick the game. Um, I think it's going to be a big, big game for the Broncos. Like I, like I said in the video preview, this is the game that will get them right. This will be the game that kind of slingshots them through the rest of the season. Um, and so I'm going to say, I'm going to say thirty to seventeen. Say twenty-seven, thirteen Broncos. Stick with my yeah, video prediction fair. score. I don't ever see this offense putting up thirty. And I, I just I think I it's going to be. The offense was going to score thirty. I think the, I think the offense can score twenty one, and the defense can get. <laughs> people who or who have been in that locker room all week, they know what the mood is in there. Yeah, they're going to get it done. Yeah. Uh, so Broncos will win this game. That'll be on Monday. We will maybe be back with a Saturday edition. We'll see. We'll see how things go out at Dove Valley tomorrow. But for now, and for everybody. At 5280sportsnetwork.com, he's Ryan Green. He's Jake Marsing. This is 5280 Sports Network.